your Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. Doing so does not cost you a single penny and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, though, we just really love and appreciate your support, and we enjoy having you on throughout the rest of this Jets season. On tonight's podcast, seeing as there is a bit of a pause until the next Jets game on Thursday, I was trying to think of what would be fun to talk about. And one thing that we haven't done in a while is check in on the top scorers and some of the top performers this year throughout the NHL. We've done it a couple of times, um, and at one point we even had like a team of the week series, but because of the schedule being as chaotic as it is, and honestly just being super busy, it's been a little bit difficult for me to really find time to kind of evaluate each special goal or player performance. So I think for the rest of the season, we're going to hold off on doing that just because, again, there's a lot of schedule changes, it's a little hard to track, and honestly, I'm just super busy most days. So instead, I think it would be interesting to take a look at some of the top players and guys who might be competing for awards at the end of the year. There are some really good candidates this year for, you know, the Art Ross, the Hart Trophy, the Rocket Richard, uh, certainly the Vezina also has some interesting candidates, but, you know, it's going to be a bit of a challenge to figure out who actually emerges victorious for some of these awards. There are plenty of candidates, and I'll talk about some guys who might be very underrated outside shots that you might want to keep an eye on. First off, though, let's check out the scoring race. And at the top, not really surprising, you've got Connor McDavid with 53 points, Leon Dreisaitl is tied with him with 53 as well, but the name after these guys might really catch you off guard. It's Alexander Ovechkin, and Ovechkin this year is kind of having like a renaissance season. When you watch him on the ice, his approach is super funny too. He kind of, in my mind, is actually drifting more. It seems like he's not skating as aggressively during shifts, especially on the power play, because it does kind of seem like he's conserving energy. And once he gets rolling and he starts to explode a little bit more, he's just a relentless force of offense. It's very interesting to see him kind of change how he approaches his game, especially as he's getting towards his mid-30s. This isn't the kind of adjustment that I, I typically see with guys like him. It's really hard to really compare him against anyone, to be honest, because it's Alexander Ovechkin. There's no one else really like him, at least not right now. And certainly down the road, it'll probably be a long time before we really see players like him make a return. I mean, he's kind of singular in many respects, and so maybe this adjustment in the way that he plays is something that he would only really apply to himself. Whatever he's doing is working big time, though, because he's been extremely uh, productive at both even strength and on the power play. He's seemingly playing some of the best hockey of his career, and his offensive impact is at such a high level that, I mean, he's breaking charts. In some ways, it does really make you wonder how many years he actually does have left. If he's playing at this level and producing like this for the next couple of years, he might actually hit that record that he's chasing. And, it, you know, I don't know that anyone would really be surprised. Ovechkin is legit, and I think he's got a real good shot at the Hart Trophy this year because 
what he means to the Caps, his total contributions on the ice, and certainly uh, to the team as a whole, which, you know, the, the Caps aren't nearly as good as their record seems. Um, and so what Ovechkin is doing is, is just on another level. He's been a huge part of that team, and I, I think he has a pretty good shot to at least be a finalist. I don't know if he'll actually win it over McDavid, though. You know, Connor, year in and year out, has been one of the most important players in NHL history in terms of his total impact and certainly his skill. And while he might not have, like, the kind of marketing presence in my mind of, like, an Ovechkin or whatever, it's still, you know, a guy who, to his team, is a critical part. And sometimes he really is carrying most of Edmonton's load. You know, there's not many other players on that team that can do what McDavid does um, and especially be as, as prolific as he is. Drysaddle is the only one who really comes close, and even Leon at times isn't quite uh, at the level of McDavid in terms of elite skill. He's you know not, not not far behind, and certainly is insanely productive. But there's just some things that McDavid can do that no one else can. After that, though, there's a lot of really surprising names. Uh, Jonathan Huberto is sitting in in fourth at 46 points, and then you've got Kadri at fifth with 44. Then Stamkos, Stamkos, not super shocking, but I think it is impressive to see him, um, despite the injuries and stuff that he's had over the years, continuing to produce at an elite level. This guy has been one of the most underrated franchise superstars in the entire league. I feel like he does not get a lot of attention because Tampa Bay certainly has guys like Kucherov, they've got Hedman, they've got um, Braden Point, and while Stamkos years ago might have been really featured and, and discussed a lot, I think because he's had so many injuries and missed so much time, people kind of forget and sleep on him a little bit. But, you know, when you're talking about truly elite snipers out there, you'd have an extraordinarily difficult time finding players who are at or above Stamkos' level. He really is elite, and even though he doesn't get a lot of attention and maybe is is on the downward trend in certain areas of his game, overall Stamkos, you know, if he's healthy, he's still one of the most lethal snipers out there, one of the most creative playmakers in Tampa Bay, and certainly somebody that they have leaned on for so many years. Rounding out the rest of the list, you've got Rontanen, Kaprizov, uh, Meyer, and Goudreau. Not really super shocking. I mean, Meyer might be the only name that really catches people off guard, but, uh, you know, Timo, I think with that, that Sharks franchise, he's been a perennial goal scorer, certainly a guy who points just seem magnetically attracted to him. And though there was a time when, you know, his name really wasn't household and, and honestly still isn't, I think if the Sharks start to make a comeback over the next few years, Meyer's going to be one of the most critical pieces. And maybe people will actually start to, to recognize just how talented he is. When it comes to attacking space and creating um, off the rush, Meyer is an absolute terror, especially in the slot. Turbo Timo does not know when to stop, and certainly his goal-scoring prowess should be feared. Speaking of goal-scoring prowess, in just a moment we'll take a look at some of the top contenders for the Rocket Richard, as well as some players who might be on the outside right now but have a genuine chance if in fact they uh, they start to produce again. Before we check in on the Richard race though, I wanted to tell you a little bit about Primal Origin Oils and why those of you with beards should turn to Primal Origin Oils first for all of your beard care needs. Got beard? Get Primal. You heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. Their products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes all the bombs, oils, and whipped butter your beard needs to feel the best around. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. 
Be sure to check out their combo kits that make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Most companies try to focus on fragrance first, and that leads to a product that doesn't feel great on your skin. Primal Origin Oils took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. We know that every company out there claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel and beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you'll see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON that gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off. Go to PrimalOriginsOils.com today. Hello, friends. Welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are uh, currently updating our our thoughts on some of the current league leaders in scoring, save percentage, uh, yada, 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 all all the fun statistical categories and all the stuff that they really count for like awards. We went through point scoring, but now I kind of want to focus in on goal scoring because there are some players on this list that don't feature on the overall point scoring race, but certainly do feature on the goal scoring uh, side of things. And we've got, in first place, Leon Dreisaitl with 26 goals. Now, Dreisaitl, I think, has in some ways benefited from playing with the Oilers, but there's also no mistaking that he truly is an elite goal scorer. His release, his physical build, um, his really strong skating, his vision and passing, all of this stuff make him a very well-rounded attacker, and when he's on that power play or at even strength and he's playing with somebody like McDavid, he really is that elite finisher to pair with him. Even by Dreisaitl's lofty standards, though, this is a pretty monster season. He's had a couple of years where he just had a ridiculous number of points, and these are usually when he is actually playing with McDavid. Not super shocking, right? These guys have a very synergistic relationship. They feed off of each other, and they're both really good at what they do. It wouldn't shock me if Dreisaitl remains in the top three for goal scoring this entire season, but I do think he has a shot at getting overtaken by one of the next two players. Next and second is Alexander Ovechkin, surprising absolutely no one. 24 goals on the season. Ovi, again, having a renaissance year, outproducing just about every season he's at up until now, and he frankly doesn't seem like he's going to stop. The only reason he won't score is if somehow, you know, teams keep him off the score sheet. But with his relentless pace in shots on goal um, and his crazy amounts of scoring chances he's creating, and certainly his ability to just stay out on full power plays, It's hard to imagine him not being in this top three at the end of the year, maybe even winning it all. It feels like this year, even if the Caps kind of disappoint, uh, you know, during the regular season or the playoffs, at this point, no one cares. They've already got the cup. They're just hoping to get Ovechkin that goal scoring record and steal it from Gretzky. That's basically their only main objective now, which is kind of funny when you think about it. The Caps have finally surmounted so many mountains, and now it's time to get one of their Hall of Fame players to that next level. In third place, though, they uh, they definitely have a challenger in Austin Matthews. Matthews is, of course, one of the most prolific American goal scorers in the NHL. His uh, incredible physicality, his shot accuracy, the strength of his release, his freakish upper body strength, all of this stuff just makes him an absolute bully inside the slot, and there's really no way you can stop him. And this season, it seems like his overall game has really taken another step forward. He was already a menace when it came to attacking the crease, and certainly as his goal scoring over the past couple of years is indicative of just how monstrous he is. But this year, he's, you know, even adding defensive impacts. He's seemingly uh, making himself more part of the buildup and, and certainly in zone exits. It just feels like Matthews has taken another step forward in his career, and uh, the sky is the limit with him. I mean, he really is... Toronto's leading force of nature. 
Now, the names after uh, Matthew start to get very curious. Some guys on here that I don't think you were really expecting. Uh, if you weren't paying attention to the Ducks, then Troy Terry at 22 goals as well probably would throw you off a little bit. Terry had this one streak a couple of weeks ago where he was just scoring on every other shot. I mean, it was kind of ridiculous. Um, and Troy, I think he's taken a leap forward, I, I think. It's hard to know how sustainable this is, but it seems like he definitely is progressing in his career and he's kind of starting to realize his potential that he had a couple of seasons ago. Uh, I, I don't know that I ever expected him to have 22 goals at this rate, and I don't know if it's going to happen or continue. Uh, usually you, you kind of ride a, a nice shooting percentage boost for just a little bit, but then eventually, you know, towards the middle point of the season or even later on, it starts to regress a little bit. But, you know, if Terry keeps it up, I mean, he's definitely going to be one of the candidates uh, one of the top candidates to get into that that final top three of goal scorers. I mean, he's right there with Austin, which is pretty crazy for a guy that I don't think anyone ever expected to to have a breakout year like this. After that, though, we've got some more veteran names. We've got Chris Kreider at 21 goals. I don't know if Kreider is actually any good um, beyond being a guy who definitely has a lot of leadership traits uh, and, and certainly gets some really nice ice time in the top six. I think he still has an ability to be a positive influence on the offense, but, you know, this particular shooting percentage bender, probably not something that's likely to last. I wouldn't be shocked if he finishes his goals uh, around 30 towards the end of the year, but maybe he keeps on just putting it past goalies. With how the Rangers play, though, I feel like eventually that stuff's going to kind of start to decline a bit. There's just no way that their level of success and offensive prolificness is really all that sustainable with how they're actually playing. Rounding out the back end of the list, we've got Alex Debrinkit with 21 goals, Tomas Hurdle with 20, McDavid with 19, Kyle Connor with 19, and Jake Gensel with 18. Connor, for me, would be one of those guys I would be keeping an eye on. KFC might not be uh, as prolific as somebody like Ovechkin, but this year, in terms of his overall game and, and the development that he's shown, he seemingly has taken a step forward, which is, is pretty positive. Defensively, still kind of a wreck but offensively, you know, pretty monstrous. Uh, his individual goal-scoring prowess was already very notable, but now that he's involving himself more in build-up play and creative setups, I mean, there's just a lot more to like about his game, and it wouldn't shock me if he's also pushing towards a Rocket Richard trophy. I mean, this guy, he is one of the premier American snipers for Team USA, and certainly for the Jets, he's one of their best finishers. If he actually gets into the top three, I would not be shocked at all. He's only trailing Drysaddle by, what, seven goals right now, which actually does seem pretty insurmountable when we're talking about the Oilers and how prolific Drysaddle and McDavid have been together. But, you know, he might put pressure on Troy Terry and Austin Matthews. Wouldn't be shocked to see him somewhere in the top three to top five. Hopefully he can kind of carve his way up and eventually surpass one of those guys. But, you know, don't want to put too much pressure on him. He's already having a fantastic season as it is. In just a little bit, we'll take a look at a couple of top defenders who are currently making their uh, point scoring presence known, as well as some goaltenders who might have a shot at the Vezina later this year. But before we go any further, I thought you should hear a little bit about BetOnline.ag and why they should be your number one destination for all of your online betting needs during this holiday season. BetOnline has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Not into football? No problem, because BetOnline has you covered for all of the other sports action you could possibly want. It should be your number one destination for all your online betting needs. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. 
from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Whether you want to play some bets on a Baltimore Ravens game, or you're more interested in who might be your standout scorer from the next Winnipeg Jets outing, BetOnline should be the only place you place your online bets on that next hotly anticipated game. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action, so don't hesitate to sign up today for a free account, and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hello friends and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are closing out tonight's episode with some additional players from a couple of other positions, uh, goalies and defenders who have been having big years. We're going to take a look at a couple of these guys and see which ones might be primed for some awards. On the goaltending side, you know, for the Vezina, I think you've got a couple of interesting save percentage leaders. Some of these guys are, are certainly players who haven't really played all, all that many games. Um, so I'm going to focus on the ones that I know have actually been pretty much the, the lead starter. And for uh, for the Rangers, we've got Igor Shosturkin at a 936 save percentage, which with how bad that defense is and how badly the Rangers actually do play, Shosturkin playing at this level is simply amazing. He's a very young goalie. He's been carrying this team. It's kind of like watching Bizarro Jets, right? When they're playing lottery hockey, but their goaltender puts on a mad performance. It's like alternative Hellebuck when you think about it. Right behind him, though, uh, with the same save percentage for the Toronto Maple Leafs, is Jack Campbell. Campbell has kind of rehabbed his career since being a little bit of a journeyman AHL goaltender. Ever since he arrived in Toronto, his rise to prominence has been very interesting to watch. I think he actually had a really good performance against the Jets a couple of times last year, but Campbell seemingly has found his feet, and this year he's putting on Vezina numbers. Um, I think he and Shesterkin honestly have, for me at least, the, the current top race. There are a couple of goalies who might challenge them, but at least from my perspective, these guys might really have the, the chops to be true Vezina winners. Behind them, though, I wouldn't be shocked to see a couple of names get mentioned. You've got Tristan Jari with a 931, you've got Yusa Saros with a 929, uh, same for Frederick Anderson, and Markstrom coming in at a 926. Um, what I will say about most of these teams, aside from the Pens, is that you know, there's a lot of really good squads there, defensively speaking. Um, with how bad the Rangers have been and how leaky occasionally the Maple Leafs have been as well, I feel like their numbers for Campbell and Shesterkin are a little bit more impressive. But what Jari has done behind a very poor Pens team, I, I think probably should get some credit. He might not be, you know, the world's top most sexiest pick for the Vesna, but I think he's got a very outside shot at maybe getting into the finalist list. There are plenty of goalies like that, though. Saros, Anderson, Markstrom. I think all of those guys have a shot. Um, but aside from that, you know, I, I really lean towards Campbell and, and Shesterkin. On the defensive side of things, there are a couple of uh, points leaders at the top here. We've got Fox and Hedman tied at 36. Yozi right behind them with 34 points. Carlson with 32. And then Kel McCarr with 30. Now, Makar is an interesting one. I feel like a lot of people have pegged Makar to be the Norris winner this year, and it's partly because of the growth in his game and the sheer prolific uh, play that he has had on the ice. Defensively, he's really tuned a lot of his details up to level 11, and then you move to the offensive side of things, and he's at level 13. This guy is amazing when he's on the puck. He's got a blistering shot, uh, might be riding a bit of a shooting percentage high right now, but certainly... You, you could say he is still earning quite a few of his points. Um, his skating is effortless. His vision is incredible. His situational awareness is next level. You know, you saw that one goal where he was getting very 
uh, lightly marked by an opposing Chicago skater, and then he just sort of did the Cruyff turn, curled back inside, and then scored against Flurry to win it in overtime. That sort of stuff McCarr does without even blinking, uh, and it really speaks to just how good of a season he's had. Now, with how the voting for the Norris tends to be, I feel like it's just going to go to the highest scoring D again, which right now is either Fox or Hedmond. But if McCarr continues his torrid pace, don't be shocked to see him squeeze into the finalist lists. I, I also, you know, know that Fox won it last year, so maybe they opt for a different pick this year and go for somebody a little bit off the board. Equally deserving, but not quite the one that people might immediately snap to first. I'd be curious to know what you think of these guys and which players you might have winning trophies down the road. Be sure to let me know at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. On tomorrow's episode, I think we're going to talk about some of the rookies as well and how they're doing. Talk about some players who might be good inspiration for the Jets to start using their youth and which Jets I would like to see get caught up over the next few months. But for tonight's episode, that is going to do it. Thanks for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your favorite platforms, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe today. And as always, thank you for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!